Hello and welcome to All in Motion. I am your host, Jake, and we have an exclusive first time. I'm happy to say this is our first interview with the AIM first co-host. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'll introduce him. You've heard from him before in the last few episodes. Just happy to say that she is hard to get in touch with, ladies and gentlemen, because she's always on the road doing a stand-up comedy show. This is episode 31, Laughing with Jocelyn. I introduce her, ladies and gentlemen, Jocelyn Abad and my new co-host, Scar City. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Motion. I am Jake. Uh, today we're very special, special episode. Uh, I've been trying to do it with this young professional for a very long time, but um, her schedule keeps her keeps her so busy. But luckily, we have her back, or not even not have her back, but we're gonna hopefully have her back. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Napa. Hi, Jacob. Hi, Scar City. Thank you so hey. for having me. Hello, peace, so- love, and light. Dawson, before we get into it, I, I want to—I just want to introduce the world to a uh, new, new business partner, new um, someone that pertaining you know, is going to help with all motion. Scar City, just want to say hello, sir. And before we get into Jocelyn, I just want to say if you want to take it, maybe half a minute, introduce yourself, sir. Yeah, peace, love, and light. This is Scar City from All in Motion. Excited to be here and be part of the team, and I'm really excited about this interview. Um, looking forward to this. We've been uh, going back and forth on this, and I'm happy to finally be doing this so great let's get no. ready let's do it you want to just share a little bit before we dig right in uh to let everybody know who you are what you're doing what's going on with you and then we'll just hey we'll just dive in and then we'll we'll, we'll get it cracking sure uh what's up everyone i'm jocelyn i'm a funny female filipino from los angeles my story is i started doing stand-up sitting down on Clubhouse, a social audio crack made popular during the pandemic, where I also had the pleasure of meeting our host here, Jacob, and the family at All in Motion. Uh, so I represent my family's first generation, born in the United States. I usually say no shade, no shame, no blame for being raised poorly and poorly raised. Um, I rep- oh, I place tremendous stress upon myself to be the first in my family to generate uh, generational wealth and find success with solar entrepreneurship. <laughs> uh, my goal is to start a business and build a brand that is me being me, genuine, sincere, true, authentic, and fun and flirty and funny. Uh, that's about it, really. I'm just out here uh, being a well-oiled networking machine pursuing this mainstream comedy dream. And Dope. anyone... And everyone can find me on all social media platforms by searching either at Funny Jocelyn or at Laugh with Jocelyn. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, you're traveling away from LA from to 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 Texas to Houston. Um, if you want to share, that's that's great. So again, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, once again on Clubhouse, uh, I had the pleasure and the once in a lifetime opportunity to perform and work out some material for a man who goes by the name of Bob Sumner. Unbeknownst to me, uh, Bob Sumner is actually one of the co-creators behind Deaf Comedy Jam. And uh, it's a pretty amazing platform that launched a lot of uh, rising star comedians' careers. And so, yes, last, uh, it's actually two weeks now. Two weeks ago, on Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, 
I had the pleasure of performing in a comedy showcase for Bots Worldwide's The Winter uh, Cookout. Uh, it is a in-real-life event that is hosted by music producers uh, Bots and Rossi Beats, and they are of the club on Clubhouse known as the Music Networking No Egos Club. Uh, they host a networking room every mon- Monday through Friday during the weekdays from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, you can usually find me there. I'm usually there by the last hour because I am on the West Coast. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to get me about 5 a.m. And, yeah, and you can find me working out with Bob Sumner every Thursday from 11 a.m. to about 12, 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. I appreciate that. No, uh, so we as we get right into it, no, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, well, you just talk about comedy. So what, what really made you want to pursue a career in comedy? So interestingly enough, I'd actually been talking fairly seriously about starting stand-up comedy in, for a couple of years, 2018, 2019, and then, of course, 2020 happened, so that put a lot on stop and hold. Uh, unlike... Some people who lost their job during the pandemic, I kind of had experienced an opposite effect. Uh, I got overworked. I work with I was working with the special needs community and I was working six days a week, 60 hours a week, you know, and just trying to be really grateful to be someone who is still employed. But sure enough, uh, that overwork, especially in a field that I didn't have very much passion for sometime in January 2021, I kind of had a mental breakdown at work and had to send myself home. And sure enough, in March 2021, I discovered uh, Clubhouse. I was invited there. And basically, the within, mm, I want to say within seven hours from joining the app at 5 a.m., around 11 a.m., I found myself uh, popping my speaking chair on Clubhouse by um, participating in the unlicensed uh, Laugh Factory comedy workshop. Uh, you were given three minutes to, you know, speak your truth. And uh, they tell you they throw your funny against the wall and they tell you what sticks and what stinks. And yeah, that was my first experience. And although it wasn't an IRL on stage in front of real people experience, it was just just as exhilarating and just as nerve wracking. And I did it, had so much fun doing it and had a surprisingly a good amount of positive feedback. And so that kind of just pushed me to pursue my passion. I actually published in a bridge version of my comedy origin story. Uh, it's on Medium. So if you look, if you go to laughwithjocelyn.medium.com, uh, it's the story that you can read there. Yeah, no, that's, that's excellent. And um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, I, I've always wondered, like when it comes to comedy, you know, what does that feel like when you're able to accomplish that? Just that very thing when you're able to make people laugh. Um, what does that feel like? Does it feel like kind of like when you're at work and you've accomplished your task? Or is it more of an organic uh, feeling of like, I'm just naturally funny. So I'm just doing my thing. How, how does that how does that actually feel? It doesn't feel like work uh, because it's what I want to do. And that's a great feeling. It doesn't feel like work because I'm not getting paid to do it. But again, I've I've never really I'm not the type of person to revolve my life around a paycheck other than just supporting a modest living. It does to a certain degree feel natural and organic. Um, 
and it's exhilarating. It's exciting. It's just, it's also like, there's a sense of relief with it because laughing is such a universal language really. And it's infectious as well. And it just such it hearing people laugh, uh, that sound just exists on such a high vibe. Um, no, it's exhilarating. It's exciting. Yeah, when when you when you're doing what you're passionate about, what you in your heart of hearts know that you're meant to do, it doesn't feel like work, and that's actually the best feeling ever. No, absolutely, and that's that's. Uh, I was always curious about that because uh, I know you know we all you know people try to be funny, but to do it professionally, um, it's just another level, and it, it, it takes a. a a, a lot of wittiness as well. It definitely takes a lot of wittiness, personality, um, presence, but it also, it's a craft. You know, anyone in comedy will tell you that, you know, it's a craft. You can get people to write jokes for you and you be, you be the stage presence, the performer, the one in public. Um, so really anyone can do it and, but not everyone can be funny, I guess. And that is something uh, me and my comedian friend of mine, I'm going to just do a, a shameless self-plug because I just, I love it, adore him so much. Uh, his name is Jeffrey Keller. You can find him on social media at my mom's white. Um, his humble brag is that he used to tour and open for the late, great comedy legend, Paul Mooney. And so again, unbeknownst uh, to me, I got to make this connection with him. And I remember the first time he ever told me I was hilarious. And we've been comedy buddies ever since. Jocelyn, seriously. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks for that because, uh, you know, I've come to realize um, I'm kind of the – I've always been the underdog in in terms of that. Yeah, like my parents, their American dream doesn't seem to go beyond just refuge, starting a family, have, uh, owning a house, and having a home. So for me, my American dream isn't better. I just see it being a little bigger and a little brighter. Nice. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And um, yeah, we as we transition here a little bit, um, I, I know you mentioned um, Bob Sumner, and um, I'm familiar with Bob Sumner, and also you mentioned awesome. Paul. Murphy. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I openly admit that. Well. Um, actually, so the longer the longer version of my comedy origin story was actually published in Black Link magazine. Uh, with they did a comedy edition uh, for September 2022, and so I actually took up ad space just to show my story and get it in there. And I and I basically when I talk about meeting Bob Sumner, I openly admit that I had no idea who he was when they had announced him, and and that's okay, you know. <laughs> right. But in that sense, yeah, very much an underdog, and yeah. Sure, and they, and were you inspired? Also, like, who, who are some of the people that inspired you? I, I did hear you say Paul Mooney, who I actually had the pleasure of meeting probably about four or five times in New York um, when he was just doing stand up, and it was just amazing. He was really good with the people. Um, who, who were some of the the folks that inspired you? If I'm going to be perfectly honest, so the first stand up comedian I ever got exposed to was actually a Filipino comedian by the name of Next Navarati. And my brothers had one of his uh, CDs. They had a comedy album of his. And um, I didn't like all of, all of the jokes, but there were definitely a few that hit me that I thought were hilarious and actually have stayed with me to this day. Uh, that's the first 
exposure I can remember. Uh, if I'm going to, and then in terms of actual full length specials, uh, I'd have to say Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Softly and Chris Rock, uh, Bigger and Blacker. Bigger the, and Blacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the special yeah. that came out right after the Columbine. Right. I remember watching that and just being blown away by the delivery, the performance, you know, the intelligence and the things that he was saying. And then again, he came out, I think, with Kill the Messenger. He's got about three early uh, specials that I love. And I actually enjoyed his most recent one on Netflix called Tambourine. Yeah, I think he's really smart. And there was an interview that was posted on YouTube. And actually, it's formed as a discussion between Louis C.K., Chris Rock, Jerry uh, Seinfeld, and... It's not it's just a podcast. People won't know. I mean, like you've been the best ones. I just I I got back from Iraq. I don't know. You have more comedy, uh, you know, IQ than I do. I can't speak for Scar City, but I know he's from New York, and he he had definitely. Oh, had I'm it. crazy with the comedy. I I study all of them. I'm not a comedian, yeah. but I study them right thoroughly, and I watch, I support, and watch all this stuff. So can't wait to to support. I, no, no, Jocelyn, no, I'm I, I can't. We everyone can't wait to hear your. We're gonna hear your your your, your stuff, but I just. P. There's a book. There's a Bible, there's a church, Mm. there are clubs, you know, and a general rule of thumb is you want to have people laughing every 12 to 15 seconds of you speaking, right? And that was universally like agreed upon. But Chris Rock made the point of, you know, I don't want to laugh every 15 seconds. I just want a reaction, you know, maybe get an mm. ooh or an ah or a cringe or like ah or a what, you know. And so after hearing him say that, um, that really resonated with me because I feel like I'm the same way. Uh, my I like my comedy, my jokes to be pretty thought provoking. I like make people think. And once the thought has hit the brain, um, I, I get the giggles. But more female influences and Asian influence, I'm, I got to say Ali Wong. Number one mm-hmm. female Asian influence. And Margaret Cho, I'm going to give it to her, too, because she's an original OG. You know, then Sarah Silverman, Janine Garofalo. More recently, Nikki Glaser, who I had the pleasure of meeting. Uh, Eliza S., amongst others. And uh, Whitney Cummings, as well. But more recently, Brian Simpson. I caught Brian Simpson a small set on Netflix, and I really love what he, what he brought to the table. So, yeah, I love That's comedy, cool. too. Scar, I love, I, yeah. yeah. And I've I've had a chance to to uh, you know really um, listen to a variety of different comedians from the old comedians to new, but I've never actually gone into the technical uh, breakdown of of how it actually works. Where you said every twelve seconds or every six seconds, or you know um, that that strategy that people use, and I, I like the fact that you know Chris Rock is, has like cu- customized that, and that you're adapting that same. Um, and I gotta say, Dion yeah. Cole and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. If, we're, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna be nervous about not mentioning <laughs> great comedians, oh, I mentioned Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy in the eighties. <laughs> so okay. okay. <laughs> I, I want to ask um, a question that's not actually um, a question we were gonna ask, but I'm gonna save that for later. Um, it's gonna be very. I'm an interesting. open book. AMA, ask me anything all day. Everybody. Yeah, it, it's a it's a very um, interesting question. I, I feel. Do you feel that actually I'll just ask it now, right? Just get it out the way before I forget. Yeah. Uh this is kind of off the fly ad hoc. So like when when someone's writing comedy for another person, 
do you feel that that person is not as funny as the person that's writing it? And and the reason I say that is because I'm a musician. I do rap. And as, as a rapper, no one's supposed to write your rap, even though people do it. But it's kind of like right. part of your skill set is to say, I wrote this. You know, um, do you feel that that if, if, a, if a person writes something for another comedian, that that means that that comedian is not as funny as Paul Mooney would write for Richard Pryor, as an example? From a technical standpoint, and again, I'm just, I'm still a little bit of a comic Bambi, a little bit of a baby, you know, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not even going to hit my two year anniversary for another month, but I'd have to say, yeah, you have to assume that they're not as funny if they need other people to write for them. But Mm. I'm also of the mantra that teamwork makes the dream work. You know what I mean? And it takes, it takes someone brave to get up there and actually say the things out loud to a crowd of people, you know? No, that's that's a great answer. Great answer. And let me ask you, you know, during like, you know, everything, everybody knows the world has changed during COVID. And like, as you being a, a comedian, um, did that kind of help you? Or did it hurt you being that, you know, everyone's home, they're all on their, their smartphones, and able to tune in and tap into comedy, TV shows, things like that? Did that did that did COVID help or hurt you as a comedian? It did both. It helped me in the sense I got to tap in with a community on a large scale that I would have never had the opportunity to do otherwise. You know, I got to meet a veteran, professional, established comedians, get their feedback, write with them, you know, get notes for them. So in that sense, it helped a lot tremendously. It hurt in the sense, oh, and, and it hurt in the sense that, um, and I, I, won't, I won't say hurt, actually. It just... Uh, I think comedy now is a little oversaturated. It's oversaturated. Like everyone wants to be a comedian. Everyone wants to be funny, which is fine because I'm not the only person I'm in competition with is myself. But unfortunately, other people are are want to be in competition with everyone. You know what I mean? And Bob Sumner says it best all the time. You know, there's a there's a seat for everyone at the table. You know what I mean? So uh, it did both. It did both hurt and help me. So. Absolutely. And, and, you know, um, you know, it, it goes into it. And Jocelyn is, is wanted to know, um, you know, throughout your life, like, have you ever used comedy to deal with any, you know, any serious issues or things that have happened to you that um, because I, you know, I look at Robin Williams, I'm like, you know, like you said, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, um, you know, uh, what was it? Yeah, John Belushi, John Belushi on Saturday Night Live died. You know, John Candy, uh, Chris Farley, like you know. And the reason why I get into it is, is like, has anything like anything powerful that has been horrible to, to even women ever, or in in general, to people have ever affected you? Um, where you use comedy as to say, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna be different than anybody that wants to live a life with this baggage. If that makes sense. Absolutely. So my thing is, I've been using comedy to cope, humor to heal, basically my entire life. And uh, Filipinos, I think we're known to be kind of a bit of jokesters. I also grew up with two older brothers who were constantly teasing me, um, keeping, my t- keeping me on my toes in terms of like being quick-witted and whatnot. Uh, Judy Carter, who is the author of the best-selling book, The Comedy Bible, her thing is about t- 
turning your problems and pain into punchlines, right? And in the last two years of doing comedy, um, I've kind of discovered this whole other platform for it where it's just healing through hearing, healing through hearing you share your story, healing through hearing others share their stories, and just finding the humor in it. I think sometime um, in my early adolescence, maybe sometime between eighth grade and freshman year, all of a sudden I found myself saying, you know, the best is when you can look at yourself, smile, and laugh. Yeah, absolutely. And Um, in comedy... There is a lot of tragedy. There, there is a lot of sadness. There is a lot of like, you know, trauma to overcome. But again, um, it's a great outlet. You get that shit out. <laughs> you let it out. You let people hear you, and then they realize they're not alone. And that another thing is, I say on stage is that being human is hard. You know, and so and that's how we get stronger is by strengthening that human connection. And we only do that by sharing our story and becoming relatable. Absolutely. And and transitioning into the next question, uh, with, with you speaking about that uh, human experience, I'll use that as a segue to ask, what is it like, you know, you being a, a female, you know, comic, do you think that you face uh, things that are different from, uh, you know, a male comic? Do you, or do you think it's just the same and it's just, you know, about creativity? I Being female in general, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Honestly, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, just being female in general, like there's an inherent uh, increased sensitivity towards um, like uh, re- like hesitation, resistance, and and it's it's scary, you know, because um, it you know being a female in a predominantly male um, industry or world, as we say, it's scary. You don't know who your allies are. You don't know who really has your back. You don't know who, who you can really trust. And that goes for men and women, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, and I think that was another reason why it, I was hesitant to start when I wanted to back in 2018 and 2019. I just, I didn't know anyone doing it. I didn't know anyone out there. I didn't know where to go, what to ask and how to do it, right? And me being a Virgo, I guess, <laughs> it's, um, I'm practical, I'm analytical, uh, you know, I, I wanna have something planned out and thought out. And so again, uh, but but interestingly enough, I've never been, I've never been afraid to be vulnerable. Uh, but it, actually, it took some time. It wasn't until my junior year in high school where I broke out of my shell and really op- started opening myself up to be a genuine, um, vulnerable person. And that's what comedy is. It's vulnerability. Um, open up for public mockery. <laughs> but no, it's scary because, yeah, like, there are a lot of guys in the industry and you, and you don't know who's your friend and who's your foe. And you have to tread lightly. But... Um, I've survived a lot at this point. I'm in my late thirties, about to be in my forties. OMG. I know. No, don't do that. Cause I'm about to be 39 and <laughs> chill, chill out with all that. Okay. Well, this no, is not really about no, me. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but even at my, I've survived a lot. I've said, I've, I've, I've survived a lot of horrificness at the hands of a man or just people in general. And with that, I definitely proceed with caution in everything that I do. Uh, I and I watch enough ID Discovery <laughs> to know that I'm easily murderable. Okay, I'm a small, tiny, oh, human. 
Stop Filipinos. Um, relax. Relax. But ultimately, <laughs> at the end of the day, there, ultimately, at the end of the day, I have a choice between fear and love, and I'm going to be fearless, and I'm going to go after what I love. Absolutely. Let me just, Dawson, like, like the, the, you don't have to share, but I was just curious if you wanted to share with the audience if there was any like moment, like, because part of it is got Valentine's Day coming up and it's Black History (laughs) Month. Not that you have to share, but I want to know, like, you know, if, if, you know, everybody's had, like, um, I'll just speak for myself, like, you know, just, you know, I've been in relationships with women and it just didn't work out. Is there any time that, you had to like use comedy during or without a relationship to to just get over that that void or that you know whatever that anxiety created if that makes sense i use i it's so interesting so i started march 2021 right and then in july of 2021 that summer i had an epiphany uh i realized this is what i was meant to do when i realized that Everything is material. Every experience, every conversation, every interaction. And I realized that my entire life, I've been keeping it light, trying to try to find the humor in everything, laughing at everything, at myself, at others, at the mistakes I make, at the successes I have. Um, I played team sports and I was just always known as that goofy one, you know, that one always saying something to get somebody to smile and laugh, you know, and yeah, I use comedy to cope, like I said, or to get over everything and everyone. (laughs) Um, I even started, yeah, I have, uh, because I'm so early in my career, I've yet to even tap into that whole dating atmosphere in terms of comedy. And I've definitely, there've definitely been some very scary heightened situations that um, now I can laugh at and, and be okay with it. Thank you again, Miss Jocelyn. I appreciate you and we appreciate it. We can't wait to see you back here again. We don't give, we don't want to give them all of it. You did a fantastic job and want to say thank you again being our first guest, first co-host, Dave on here. That's a round of applause. Thank you both very much. I just want to say that we have All Emotion website is in production. You can all go. It's live. You can check it out. That's H-T-T-T-P-S colon slash forward slash forward slash allemotionpodcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're working it. That's where you can find us. Dawson Abad, the comedian we just entered. Her information is, is, is below. You can definitely find that. You can find Jocelyn Abad, her information at https colon slash forward slash forward slash. It's laugh with Jocelyn. So that's uh, laugh with Jocelyn, J O C E L Y N dot com. You can follow her on IG at laugh with Jocelyn. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Please tune in and listen for more. This is Jake from All Emotion in uh, Scar City. Peace, take care of yourself, and God bless.